Welcome to Play Ball, presented by Nike. I'm your host, Chris Young. Awards week is over and most of the hardware has been given out, but one honor still remains, the All-MLB team. This team recognizes the best players at each position across the major leagues, and next week it'll be announced live on MLB Network. There were so many amazing individual performances this year, but only a few will be selected for this honor. Before we get into this week's show, let's take a look at some of the All-MLB nominees in This Week in Play Ball. This Week in Play Ball. In New York, Dr. Longball gave baseball fans a piece of sports history. Number 62 to set the new American League record. In Atlanta, seeing is believing. Dansby to the warning track. San Diego fans glad to have an exciting contender. Machado to deep left, deep and far into the San Diego Nine. Look at him! And at Anaheim, it's showtime. How about a little Baker's dozen? A career high, 13 strikeouts for Shohei Otani. And in Houston, Mr. Consistency on the mound, who made a mighty strong comeback. And Justin Verlander strikes out 12 and walks off to a standing ovation. But you can never be sure of anything in this strange game of baseball. Aaron Nola was a vital piece on the mound for the Phillies in 2022. The right-hander led the Phillies in innings pitch, strikeouts, and starts this year. But this offseason, he'll look to be named to his first ever All-MLB team. Earlier this year, A.J. Andrews caught up with Nola. Take a look. Hey guys, I'm here with Aaron Nola, fellow LSU alum and Phillies star pitcher. And Aaron, this is a show for kids. So I want to know, how did you get started with baseball? Hmm, man, uh, I grew up in a family of uh, baseball and my brother, um, he's still playing and he grew up playing it as well. So I always kind of try to follow in his footsteps and that's all we did back then. You know, we traveled uh, in a motorhome. My dad had a couple motorhomes, so we always traveled to, I guess, tournaments when we were younger and that's how we kind of got started in all of it and it got bigger force and, and we got better and then ended up being getting, getting to LSU and um, getting drafted, and now we're here. Seven strikeouts for Nola through six. And Aaron Nola is putting together a masterpiece this afternoon. What did you feel like going against your brother? We always talked about it yeah. uh, when he was with Miami, and he never got a shot to get up with Miami and then got traded to Seattle, and we were supposed to play them. And then uh, that was during the uh, 2020 and COVID year, so we didn't play them. And then finally got to play each other last year when he was at San Diego. I don't know, it was like a, it was kind of like a dream. You yeah. know, I went up, we always talked about it and went up to bat and just kind of talked to each other and it's actually, it's actually happened. So it was a pretty special night for myself and I think my family as well. So here it is, Austin at the plate, Aaron on the mound. Yeah, the back 
backyard wiffle ball game just got elevated. This is a real special moment. The last two times that these brothers actually faced each other was back at Louisiana State University. And three straight heaters and Aaron showing Austin no brotherly love. I can just imagine you guys in your backyard, scenarios you've played a thousand times, right? You pitching, him hitting, and when it actually happened, you, you threw two of the hardest pitches you've thrown all season to your brother. What was going through your body, your mind? How are you feeling once you saw him step up to the plate? Boy, <laughs> well, smirked at me a little bit. <laughs> and that was so what I was, I was just going to challenge him right here. So, no, he's, he's a smart hitter. So, you know, obviously he made a couple adjustments the next at bat. So, uh, no, it was, it was fun. And, um, you know, God willing, we both stay healthy this year. We'll have another couple opportunities to face each other. What would be your biggest advice for the kids that have watched you since LSU days to now to want to be in your position one day? What's your best piece? I was in their shoes at one time, yeah. and I just believed I was going to make it to the highest level, and uh, I always wanted to follow my dreams. And I was lucky enough to have a brother that did the same thing and um, did things the right way, played the game the right way, and guided me in the right direction, too. So I think I'd have to say if you could find somebody like that or a friend or a mentor that can guide you in a, a good way and always be in the right mindset, you can, you can always follow your dream and get to where you want to be. Find somebody that's doing the right things, the right mindset, you can get to wherever you want to be. This has been Play Ball with AJ Andrews and Aaron Nola. Thank you guys for joining. Coming up, Nolan Arenado shows off his fresh kicks. I had baby blue on the swoosh because we have baby blue jerseys, and uh, I wanted to make sure I had a cleat that could like match that uniform. Plus, AJ teaches us how to swipe a bag. As soon as you see that she's getting ready to throw, you can even pretend like you're going back towards first base and then drive off to take off to second base. Play ball is presented by Nike. Welcome back to Play Ball, presented by Nike. This year, we have seen some of the best cleats in the game on Play Ball. The crazy designs and vibrant colors were all on display this year, and this all-MLB team nominee's cleats were no exception. This is Kicking It with Nolan Arenado, presented by Nike. Hi, this is Nolan Arenado. Welcome to Kicking It, presented by Nike. This is my home cleat. Um, as you can see, I went with the navy blue tip because, uh, you know, the Cardinals, you know, the red is the main color, but uh, I thought adding a little bit more navy would be kind of cool, something different. Um, I, obviously, I used to have mint in Colorado. That was a big part of my shoe, but with the Cardinals being a old school organization and kind of trying to get, keep the basic colors, I added the mint to the bottom of the cleat. Um, a little bit inside it um, with the speckles and stuff like that. My favorite part about the shoe is I have uh, Bible verses inside just to kind of remind me of my faith and to stay strong. And then obviously one of my favorite parts is about where I'm from. I have the California logo in there, or the flag. You know, that's just where I'm from, from Southern California. So I like to keep that close. I have my logo there on the shoe right here on the side. Um, they made it for me. A few years back, it's been pretty cool. It's my finish of my swing and then obviously my number. So they did a really great job with that. And these are my road ones. Um, I went with the gray tip just because gray is the bane color for our road jerseys. I had baby blue on the swoosh because we have baby blue jerseys. And uh, I wanted to make sure I had a cleat that could like match that uniform. And then obviously I did the mint bottom just because, like I said, that was my main color. I have Bible verses inside. Um, obviously the flag, again, is still in there. 
the main part of the shoe that I love is the bottom. You know, I love the mint. The bottom is just kind of, like I said, to keep that color there. Nobody's really doing it, so I wanted it to be something different. It's the best part about the SMUs is having the conversations, and obviously, you know, not just the cleat part, but the batting glove part, the elbow guards now, so it's a pretty cool process, and uh, they've been great about helping me out with it. My favorite all-time Nike sneaker, I have to go with two. It's the Nike Air Max 90 Lunar Lons, uh, I think they're the Jacquards, I think, but they're kind of colorful. It's the first shoe I ever bought at a Nike store. Uh, I bought it in San Francisco on the road, on a road trip, we were playing the Giants, and it was my favorite shoe. I got a few pairs of those. Um, it's kind of a random shoe. Everyone loves like the Dunks or like, you know, the Jordans and stuff like that. That shoe's not the most expensive, but it's my favorite shoe, so that's the one I go with. And then obviously, the Kobe 11s uh, Black History Month are my favorite shoes. The most comfy shoe I have, it's the best looking shoe I think is out there. And then obviously Kobe Bryant, being from Southern California, is uh, one of our idols and uh, our family loves him. So I have to go with the best shoe. Uh, if I had my own line of sneakers, they would probably be called the Aeronados, but not A-I-R, the A-R-R-E-N-A-D-O. So, because it kind of kind of sounds the same, so. I mean, there's a couple of shoes that I have that I just, I won't wear, just because, like I said, the history of them. There's a couple Kobe's that I have that there's only a few left out there, and I only have a I only have, I have like two of them, so I don't want to mess them up, so I don't even bother wearing them. I just keep them to the side. Um, mostly the Kobe's are one. I have a couple Air Force Ones that are old school shoes that are pretty awesome also. But like I said, the Air Max and the Kobe 11s are my favorite shoe. Those are the shoes I'm real sensitive about. And if I can find them, I'll buy them and get them wherever I can. Thanks for watching and I uh, hope you guys catch me in my shoe on the field. The best players in the league need to have so many tools in their game, with one of them being the ability to swipe a bag. Here's AJ Andrews on the art of stealing a base. The importance of being a great base runner is truly invaluable. Being able to be a spark plug for your team and also get yourself into scoring position to possibly win a ball game. And so what we're gonna talk about is the art of stealing. And when it comes to stealing, we're gonna break down a little bit more delay steal. Talk about John Birdie and how he's able to be so perfect on the base pass with 22 straight steals. There goes Birdie. He's flying. The stolen base for John Birdie. He makes the best of all of his opportunities. He's leading the National League. So when we're talking about stealing a base, in softball, we don't get a lead the way you do in baseball. So what we have to do is we have to take off when the pitcher releases the ball. So what I would do is if I'm here, I'm driving, take my lead. From then, what you're looking for on a delayed steal is you're looking for one, which way the pitcher turns. If the pitcher grabs the ball and she turns this direction, right, and she's right-handed, she's in a perfect throwing position to get you out. So that's what one you want to look for, the pitcher's position. If she turns the opposite way, it's a little bit harder for her to make that throw and better chance of you being safe. Also, what you want to look for is the catcher, how it is that she's getting ready to throw the ball. Is she lobbing the ball back to the pitcher? Is she getting up and throwing the ball hard? Is she throwing from her feet, throwing from her knees? Okay, you want to see how engaged the pitcher and the catcher are. And what I'm doing is I am being very quiet. In order to have a great delay steal, you want to be very quiet on the base pass. You don't want to draw a lot of attention to yourself, right? So maybe the first pitch, you chilled out a little bit, okay? Second pitch, again, taking good lead, but you're not being super aggressive. You're making it so that they're not concerned or worried that you're gonna be taking off to run. And then when they expect it the least, you're out here, ready to go, you're watching. What are you gonna see from the catcher?
catcher is as soon as she goes up to throw, as soon as you see that ball about to release from her last fingertips is when you want to take off because by then it is too late. If you're speedy, if you're fast, you're able to take second base without the pitcher even realizing and it's too late for them to get you out, right? You're here, you're calm, your feet are settled, right? As soon as you see that she's getting ready to throw, you can even pretend like you're going back towards first base and then drive off to take off to second base. In baseball, the way John Birdie did it, right? Because you get a lead. Okay, what he did was with a lefty pitcher, he was also very quiet on the base pass, right? He didn't cause a lot of attention to himself. He showed no signs that he was going to actually steal or that he was trying to engage. So here's boom. So now the catcher isn't so much worried about John Birdie, right? He's just trying to frame the ball, trying to get the ball in a good position. So when John Birdie noticed that, the mannerisms of the catcher, right? He's here, he took his secondary lead, two hops, Right, take your secondary lead, and as he sees the catcher takes that one extra second, he's off. Being very undetectable, being sneaky, but knowing that what the catcher is doing, those slight moments, the slight seconds, baseball, softball, this game is a game of inches. And that one inch that that pitcher took to try to frame that ball was that one inch that John Birdie needed to get to second base. So, do you think you can do it? I wanna see those stolen bases. Whether you're on the field, in the backyard, or even sliding on the floor. Have a parent or guardian send in a video to at MLB Network with a hashtag PlayBall, and you might make it on a future show. Coming up, a superstar shortstop talks about his defense. After you get done taking ground balls, you want to see your footwork in a V. Like, you want to see this angle, and you want to see that angle. But first, it's time for some trivia. What four players have the most all MLB first or second team selections? Get your answers ready. We'll tell you later in the show. Kicking It is presented by Nike. Welcome back to Play Ball presented by Nike. It was quite the year for Dansby Swanson. He set a career high in RBIs, played in his first All-Star game, and won his first gold glove. One of 10 shortstops nominated for the All-MLB team, Swanson can add his first such selection to his resume. Here he is with A.J. Andrews talking about his smooth skills with the glove. All right, you're now joining Play Ball. I'm your host, A.J. Andrews, here with World Series champion, shortstop for the Braves, Dansby Swanson. Left side, Swanson to first. Braves are world champions. What is your focus when you step on the field at shortstop? What is your goal as just the game of play? The simplest way to kind of look at fielding ground balls in my opinion and how I would try and teach younger kids is basically like always catch the ball in the direction that you're trying to throw so if you're going to first base you want to be able to have some angle to be able to catch the ball with your momentum going towards first if it's second second base if you're trying to double play same kind of thing creating angles to be able to go in that direction the second thing would be uh, I think it's really important to to play offense on defense essentially like you want to be aggressive and go get balls you, you um, especially just as you get older everybody starts to run a little bit faster the game becomes a little bit faster so the more that you can attack the ball the less steps that runner is taking towards first base making it easier on yourself making the throw shorter dribbler Dansby charges has to hurry the other simple thing is just catch the ball out in front. Like as simple as that sounds, catch the ball as far out in front, which is you know why we do all those drills with Wash every day with the short hops. Catching the ball out front, um, 
I think it's important to learn how to be able to run through balls and catch them one-handed. Ground ball out to Swanson, and there is out number two. On the ground to him, right at him to the backhand. Swanson's throwing plenty of time, two down. A good way to check kind of like some instant feedback basically on, on if you're approaching the ball the right way as we call it, like look for the V. So after you get done taking ground balls, you want to see your footwork in a V. Like you want to see this angle and you want to see that angle because that means you're like aggressively pursuing because if you're like in retreat mode, the ball's going to play you. Line short hop. Oh, what a play. Dansby found it and threw a strike. When you make those extremely dope diving plays to where you have to slide, pick it up, if you're able to really react as fast as you are, is there anything you work on to have those quick reactions? Just like anything, you want to get good at it, you got to work on it. I mean, and people would think it'd be silly if you're out there diving around. I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you want to get better at something, you got you to gotta chase after it. In this game, like, I play a lot of balls on the run with my backhand where I throw across my body. Like, you catch a ball at the middle and you got to throw back across your body. If your body's not used to making those plays, then it's going to be hard. So you heard it here first. The reason why Dansby is so smooth, smooth like butter on the field, is because he makes it hard for himself at practice. Dansby, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Play Ball. Thank you, ma'am. Being selected to an all-MLB team doesn't just mean you can do it with the bat. You need to be able to flash the leather as well. Here's A.J. Andrews breaking down the proper way to rob a home run. Well, from one Gold Glover to another, to some future Gold Glovers, we have Michigan commit Dylan Head and LSU commit Derek Mitchell. Are you guys ready to flash the leather and show us how to commit a robbery when it comes to the home run ball. Hey, I'm ready, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so we're gonna tell everybody how it is that we wanna break down robbing a home run. If you had one tip you would give Marquise, what would it be? Well, number one, the first thing is you have to know how many steps you have on a, on a warning track before you have to make your leap to catch, make the catch. So in practice, you have to know that I have one, two, three, then jump, or one, two, three, four, then jump. It all depends on your size and your height. So that's how you practice that, and that's how you time your jump. Counting your steps. Can we see what that looks like? If I'm here, and I want to know what it's like to get to that fence, how many steps am I counting as I'm running, or do I know ahead of time before I start heading to the fence? If I'm playing center field and I'm going at a 45 or 90 degree angle, I have to know off the break when I'm running, when I get to the track, that is one, two, three, then jump, or one, two, three, four, then jump. So it all depends on the angle. If I'm going straight back, it may be one, two, three, but if I'm going at a 90 degree angle, it may be one, two, three, four, then jump. What you do in practice is how you perform in the game. Back goes Grissom to the wall and makes a circus catch. Oh, what a fine play by Grissom. Dylan, your one tip. To robbing a home run, what would it be? Uh, kind of echoing what Coach Grizzle said. I mean, I come out here, look at the terrain, know the terrain, count how many steps I am from the fence. You kind of do that like before the inning when you're warming up and stuff. So yeah, just like before the game, you want to know how many steps you are from the fence and it'll help you time a perfect jump. All right, Chris, I'm always going to ask you to do it, but you think you do it? Uh, uh, can we ride a home run right now? I probably can. Okay. I probably can. Okay. Don't pull something. The confidence is here. There's two different yeah, ways. Yeah. You know, I think on that play, because the fence is a little bit lower, that he was able to jump over the fence. But in this particular fence, I probably would try to go one, two, three, four, with the foot on the wall to make that catch. Okay. So, Feel it. So something like this. Oh. Make that 
Oh, that hurt. Easy work. Grissom going back and Marquise Grissom, what a catch. Oh. That's how you win gold gloves. That was outstanding. Derek, you're going to be showing us a little bit of what Dylan was talking about when it All comes right. to the steps and what we're looking for. Dylan, break it down a little bit and what it should look like. Um, so basically, we're just knowing our terrain, you know, looking at the fence, knowing how many steps we got. T uh, take a turn when the ball's hit, look for the fence, jump up and get it. Jump up and get it. Right. Okay, Eli White, that way. Let's go. Nice! That was easy. And if I were to give one tip, I would say just make sure that you can drive off of that leg and go up. You really want to make sure that you are athletic as possible. You have the steps, you know your terrain, and then when you get there, you're making sure you have your body in the right position to jump up and make a great catch. Grissom way back, way back and got it. Stolen by Marquis Grissom. Still to come. We learn the answer to this week's trivia question, and we take a look at the All-MLB team nominees in the walk-off. Welcome back to Play Ball, presented by Nike. Let's get back to the trivia question. What four players have the most All-MLB first or second team selections? Get your answers ready and watch this. Garrett Cole, 98 mile an hour tease. Here come the Freddy Chance. One Soto watches it fly. Liam strikes out the side. Garrett Cole now passes Ron Guidry for the most strikeouts in a single season in Yankee history. Freddy Freeman, folks, is the definition of a beautiful hitter. Because it's one, it's two, and it's the third of three strikes and they're all out. One Soto has left the yard. As you can see, the four players with the most All-MLB first and second team honors are Garrett Cole, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, and Liam Hendricks. Now it's time to wrap things up and show you some of the All-MLB team nominees in the walk-off. They're the best of the best at what they do. Don't stop now. My body's ready to go. I'm about to put on a show. One of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. Best player in the world. Fans are going nuts here. That's why they came to the ballpark. He's unbelievable. He's a lot of fun to watch. He was the most dominant pitcher in the league, bar none. Hear the 